When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. for coming on as well to the Shane Oliver experience. Um, so I this this was an interesting one as well because out of out of the blue, you know, me starting uh, this uh, whole podcast and and music uh, exposure, I would I would say um, was relatively. It's only been going relatively shortly, and um, I had never expected anyone outside of Australia at any point this early on to be hitting me up, going, "Hey, let's have a chat. Let's talk about some stuff." Um, so it's 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 awesome to to have you just out of the blue come up and go, "Hey, I've, I've spotted your stuff. I really like it. Let's get on and chat." So I, I do really appreciate this, and I do hope that we do get to have a bit of a chat about the scene in particular over in New Zealand as well. Um, yeah. So you are currently uh, one of the the owners or one of the people that work for Third Eye Music, is that right? Yeah, I, yes, I started Third Eye Music myself about six, five or six years ago now, five years ago. Yeah, and I... Um, I saw you online through a girl I've spoken to in Australia called Shannon. Yeah, Shannon, yeah. She's been on my podcast before as well. It's a lovely girl. Um, And she does a heap of stuff around here too, which is awesome. Yeah, so we've chatted online before and I I actually listened to her podcast on here. So I thought it was a really, really awesome idea. And yeah, good on you for doing that. Thank you. And she does do an awesome job um, supporting local music over in Australia. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, I've been following her for a wee while now. So, yeah, yeah. good on. Yeah, no, that, that that's fantastic. And um, any chance to get more exposure to any sort of scene in general is just is exactly what I want to do. Um, yeah. And the more, like, the more the better, to be honest, because it's, I, I don't personally know a lot of bands that have come from NZ, but there are a few, and everyone that I have invested time into in listening and checking out their stuff has usually... Blow my, blow my mind away. Uh, best yeah. example would be Depths, who I love to rave on about. They're just insanely heavy, even from the get-go when they started to their earliest stuff. It was just down-tuned, in your face. And they never really... I wouldn't say they never really took off in Australia, but you never heard a lot about them. And I'm thinking to myself, these guys are insane and they would match anybody over in Australia right now as well in, in that type of... Um, that that sort of group scene sort of sound as well, like they would be crushing them. Um, yeah, good guys. Um, I was actually with Josh and DJ, two of the guys from Depths, uh, not weekend but last. They were uh, they were um, with um, the Aussie band Race that were over here doing a tour with another metal, a New Zealand metal band called Mercy, and they actually had them staying at my house. Oh <laughs> and, right. 
um, yeah, and I got talking. I think one of the guys, one of one of the guys in depth is now in um, another band that was playing Precursor, who are great. And um, yeah, so I actually interviewed them, so that'll be up on my um, Gunroom interview page very soon. But they are doing um, very well. They've actually just um, um, released a couple of posters online um, showing off their new um, tour in America. So that's that's just so good to see that they've you know got that far. So I think they're doing 13 or 15 states around America. Um, yeah, so good for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's another thing as well. They caught my eye too. They're actually uh, they're, they're touring over in the states with a band called Filth, and um, those those. <laughs> I remember just seeing that name, and I thought, I'm sure I've heard these guys from somewhere, and yeah. I, I had. And they're pretty pretty decent band over in the states too. And then the fact that Depths is going along with them, I thought that's a great great way exposure wise to start over in America too. Is you know two really heavy bands you know or i wouldn't say co- like uh, yeah just two really heavy bands like at the top of the bill and with i can't remember who else they're playing with but yeah it's just in, insane exposure for them which is awesome they're playing with sleepwalker um cannibal i think is another one so yeah they're pretty well-known bands over there and i was just really pleased to see they've done that and i was talking to Josh and he was, I said, how did you, you know, manage that? And it was just through networking, you know, sending that album, their EP to different people and, um, you know, doing the work that their bands have got to do themselves to get anywhere these days because especially in New Zealand, nobody comes knocking on your door. You, you know, the bands that do well, another band that's done well here is Organectomy. Um, uh, that he, you know, they're another band, Alex, the singer, he's, you know, got online and, his album places and just being very persistent at getting his music out there and it, it does eventually pay off. Um, I think more bands need to do that, um, you know, as well as doing the, the, the touring and the live shows. I think it's important to, you know, get their music emailed off to people because you never know. I mean, you might email 20 people and one person, you know, shows some interest, but, you know, you just never do know. So, yeah, it's, yeah, sit on depth. I hope they do well over there. I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, sorry, Angie. Um, the there's just a bit of um, interference coming through from your end. Um, it it just seems to start going a little distorted. Um, oh, my phone. Where's my phone? Yeah, try that. Is that better? Yeah, so far so good. That one's coming through. Okay. That that's coming through a bit clearer now. Yep. Um. So how how long? So you're based in New Zealand. So ha, have you always been based over there, or is it? Did you start here, or? Yeah, no. I, I was born and bred in Christchurch down here, and um, I started to get into. Them. I've always been a lover of, of music and, and live bands. And when I grew up in Christchurch, there was a great live music scene. I, I remember going down to Warner's Hotel every weekend, and uh, there was bands like She Had and um, Pumpkinhead and uh, Head Like a Hole. There were another band that I grew up listening to um, and it was just a really good live music scene and, and that died off here after we had that big earthquake here and I thought what year was that 2007 or whatever it was and it, um, it was later than that I forgot already but it destroyed our city anyway and um, yeah there was just not, nothing on um, there was no venues for a start um, and so many good bands here it's 
talent here is, it just it blows my mind all the time. And so I just started doing, um, putting on some shows with bands. Like I'd find an excuse, like a Valentine's Day massacre or a, um, a band might be doing a single release or something like that, you know, maybe an Easter gig or, and then just get a few of the local bands on the lineup and, um, you know, did the promotion myself and I'd go down to the, the band's practice sheds and, you know, soak out the talent and, um, teach them a wee bit about um, social media and, um, you know, kind of how, how to present your band online. Um, you know, how it's all about, you know, a lot of it too is about creating an image too, like getting good photos done and, um, you know, having a good online presence. And so I did a bit of mentoring with the bands like that and it's, it's just growing from there. So um, the lo- I've done things like Shred Fest, which is a local guitar competition, um, you know, and had the guys from Devilskin help judge it and, and, you know, just built up a scene like that. And it's taken off. It's, it's really good to see. And there's a few other promoters on the scene now as well, so that's good to see, um, that are also putting on events. And, yeah, so Christchurch is looking it's looking good again, which is, yeah, it's great because I think live music's um, really therapeutic for young people. I think it's good for them to go out and, you know, get in amongst the live bands, especially for young dudes, um, mosh pits, you know, a <laughs> good way to release anger and, <laughs> and that kind of thing. Definitely, so, when, when, when you have the right uh, atmosphere for it in, in particular, yes, it can be, it can almost be therapeutic in, in many ways, um, whether or not you're in amongst uh, the mosh pit or if you're even just watching it from the side or something like that, especially if it's a band that you're into and you just get focused, you focus solely on what they're doing at the time and it's what you enjoy, it can take you places and it sounds cliche, but it's true, like you find the right music that you're interested in and then next thing you know, it's or that you want to get sucked into. It just pulls you. It's very it's very easy to get into it. And a lot of people want to help out and get involved too. Like a lot of the local fans, the guys, some of the guys that are at the, all the gigs, you know, they're, they're often say to me, Angie, do you want me to work the door or do you need help selling merch or whatever? So that's good to see too. It's a real community here. Um, and, yeah, that kind of, as I said, I grew. I started um, doing a couple of international tours. Um, you know, I bought Liata's Murder over here. Um, and that was really good. Twelve Foot Ninjas, another Aussie band, uh, make them suffer and Silent Planet, and yeah, so that's been really good to work with um, some of the Australian booking agencies, and they've helped me. Um, and that gives our local bands a opportunity to play in front of larger audiences, which you know, when you live in a smallish town like city like Christchurch, there, there aren't a lot of opportunities. We don't have the big festivals. Um, and that kind of thing going on. I mean, the Storm the Gates in Auckland, and they bring international bands over and have a few locals. But, yeah, so I, I, I look at it as creating opportunities for our local bands, and, and it's been really good. It's a lot of fun, you know, it's a lot of work, but when it seems that good, it's always a good night, and, yeah, that's what I like to do. It's great, a good time for the young people, really. Excellent. Um, you mentioned before as well, make them suffer. I'm actually, um, I've known those guys since they first started. Actually, back in 2008, I was friends with uh, Chris, the original bassist back in the day, and Sean, the vocalist. Um, I've, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've known those uh, those two guys for a, for a fair long time. I've actually got their debut album logo, the Neverbloom one, tattooed on the back of my leg because they were they were one oh. of the yeah, yeah, they were one of the big like they were a real big influence for me back in the day. And um 
yeah, I've always I've always followed those guys. Considering that type of scene that they were amongst, they just added different elements that was really uniquely different to everybody else, and that's what dragged me in. I'm a, I'm a sucker for piano. I don't know what it is, but I love it when that stuff yeah. comes in. And, um, yeah, ever since that, I've just been real big fans of those guys. And that leads me to another question as well, is that you do get – you do get some of these uh, some of these bigger name bands they do make the trek over and do want to play a show or two over there but is there some sort of is it logistic logistically an issue for these bands to come over is that why they don't quite often come over as often or is it just something that expense wise maybe we usually myself and other promoters will bring bands here if they're already touring and they hit australia it's like it's um you know more feasible for us to bring bands from Aussie so just got to get them on the tours um some of them just do want to play here so um you know they'll come landed or whatever but um you know there's not a lot of money in a lot of it um but they usually kind of break even Christchurch is hard um they they don't seem to buy tickets till the last minute so it's always a bit nerve-wracking but Auckland and Wellington shows usually go really well um I think we got about near, near 400 to make them suffer um, up in Auckland yeah. so yeah they're, they're great guys I actually put um, another band I work with that are doing really well for themselves um, you may have heard of them Seas of Conflict um, they're a metalcore band here um, yeah and they supported them and it's, it's things like that too like I um, hope that they you know can network with a band like Make Them Suffer and maybe you know get to jump on some shows um, with a band like that in Australia you know and even if um, it's a band I don't tour here. I often say that to bands as well, like get online and, you know, if you, if you know a band in Aussie that's similar to yours or that you're a fan of, it's a good idea to network with them and talk to them about, um, like, you guys go over to Australia, jump on a few shows with them, and then when they come to New Zealand, you know, you look after them and put them on your shows, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, that and that, yeah, networking one hundred and one sort of thing as well. Like you start, yeah. that's how that's how they get their role. And if if they're motivated enough to want to keep doing it and they push forward with it, then yeah, like the opportunities will yeah. be there for them. Absolutely. Um, and I've had a few bands staying at my house too. Like, <laughs> I stayed here, and it was like a, a hotel for bands when they're touring through New Zealand. <laughs> they could they stay at my house when they <laughs> come to Christchurch. I feel um, like that's a good incentive as well. The fact that accommodation can be taken off that list of expenses for a lot of these people coming yeah, over. It is so expensive for, for bands to tour once they've bought their flights and um, you know accommodation and, and buses or vans or whatever. It's, you know they don't they don't make a lot of money yet, so, and they're lucky to break even. So any help is is good. You know. Um, but it's all part of it, <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't matter where you where you go where you are in the world either. Um, like I've worked at the South by Southwest Festival over in Texas um, two oh, years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, that was an amazing experience. Um, Carrie Caldwell actually got me um, a job over there because he, he's originally from Christchurch and he works in the planning division. And I went to a lot of the, um, you know, being a metal fan, I'd go to the, like, um, unofficial metal gigs that were on, that, you know, bands that didn't make the actual South by Southwest. And, you know, you go to a big, a big country like that, big city like Texas, and it's the same bands doing the same kind of thing, you know, they're loading in their gear out the van and playing to 20, 25 people and <laughs> loading everything out again and having an argument. And, <laughs> you know, it's... um. It doesn't matter where you are, so um, I think just telling bands from here that is kind of encouraging. Like just because you come from a place like Christchurch, it doesn't mean you're 
can't do well, you know, especially, you know, bands have got the internet these days, so um, to get themselves out there. Well, that, that's, so, ex- that's yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. You get you get bands from playing out in the middle of Warp Warp. There's, I can't remember exactly where they're from, but over here there's a band called Southeast Desert Metal, and um, mm. they are, I believe, an indigenous band from our, I could be wrong, um, I think they're from Northern Territory, but they're just a fantastic and mm. fantastic band, but they're very, as far as I'm aware, they're like they're pretty isolated where they are, sort of thing. But they, you know, they still want to get out there and do the shows and, and be a part of it all. And yeah. you know, even bands from WA in, in in Australia will quite often um, find it difficult to come over, even to the east coast of Australia, to to play and stuff because flights from one end of Australia to the other, just insanely expensive. And yeah, and they guarantee ticket sales will cover that, so it's worth a bit of a gamble, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly right too. So um, what, where, where, did these influ- where did the influence for you start in, in your journey, I would say, for your taste in music? How did, how did you get to here? What, what made you go to yourself one day, this is the music, this is this is what I want to be a part of? Um, well, I first got into really, uh, you know, I like music from a young age, but I really got into it, uh, gosh, it would have been 1986 when I first heard Appetite for Destruction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think history, but um, I saw Faith No More play here live, and I think it must have been about 1991. I was maybe about 17, and I got right up the front and just the atmosphere and I don't know, there was something about going to that live show that just really um, t- set something off in me. And um, yeah, I just uh, I was a bit of a troubled teen myself. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know, I just found music and escape um, and I've just always liked that, that heavier style of music. Um, and it's funny because I've worked with a lot of metal bands and uh, and worked at a lot of metal concerts, and I've also worked at a lot of um, R&B concerts. Then I worked for a, a guy here, Tony Cowper, who helped me out in the early days. He's a lovely dude. He's actually from Australia. I think he worked for Mushroom Records, and um, he put me on working merchandise at um, gigs, concerts and stuff here. And I think the only... Um, I've never had any trouble at a metal gig. They're always, like, to look at the people, <laughs> they'd probably, like, scare anyone's mother or... <laughs> whatever but honestly yeah, I've never had any type, yeah, yeah it, it's just completely opposite I think most of the, the metal heads are um, like computer nerds or <laughs> people playing Dungeons and Dragons or on their computer <laughs> it's quite funny um, I think the most trouble I, I've ever seen was at a Nelly concert so yeah you know they, um, they were a great bunch of people and um, yeah just like as I started working with them I just liked it more and um, yeah and that was the bi- that was the big pull for you was just the, the I would say I wouldn't say uh, a stigma or but more so the stereotype being broken down is that this music that involves you know this yeah. this this mob no I wouldn't say mob like uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for here like these big burly men women whatever that are coming to the gigs and yeah. they look they have that intimidating look. Yeah, but it's not like that at all. No, it's it's no, a real, like it. I said earlier, it's a, com- a community here, and and that's you know where my heart is really truly in it is to is for these young people to have some something to do and somewhere to go on a Friday night. Um, you know, it's it's good for them to go to a metal gig and 
I, I think it's almost like, you know, when you go to those metal gigs and the kids are all punching the air, it's like almost like a, a brotherhood or a, um, not a cult, but, you, you know, somewhere where they belong. It's, you know, a lot of misfits like metal. Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> that somewhere kind of where thing. they I, I just, I can relate to it, yeah, and I yeah. think it's, like we said earlier, too, it's therapeutic. I think live live gigs are therapeutic for a lot of, um, te- you know, teenagers, um, people in their early 20s, um, and I think there should be more um, all-ages gigs here as well. We don't, actually, in Christchurch, there's nowhere. We used to have a um, venue here. I never actually went. It was I think I was at home being a mum back then, but mm-hmm. I hear a lot of the guys talk about it. There was a, a venue called Zebedee's, and it was all-ages, and I think eight, eight foot sativa. They're a you know massive band. We were a massive band over here. They played there, and and it got a lot of the kids into music. Like that was somewhere for them to go. There was no alcohol or anything like that. You know, being an all ages venue, but it was somewhere for them to go. And a lot of those young guys that did go there and they they played in their first high school bands there. They're still in bands today, doing well. Um, so that gives them somewhere to start. So I'd like to see more of that in New Zealand. I've got a venue in mind here in Christchurch. Um, that I might be able to use. Um, so yeah, that's something I've got planned for the future is to yeah, definitely get more um, all ages venues or all ages gigs happening. And also, if there's a band too that's un, you know under eighteen, they can even play there. So it's a good starting point for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know that yeah. um, in in Brisbane for a while. It, it, this goes back as well to what you were saying before about. Uh, unrelated to this part but it just reminded me too but uh when you were saying about ticket sales earlier for you know the shows being sort of like last minute or whatnot it's very similar to what it's like here in brisbane as well is that um Mm. you'll you'll find like unless it's one of those bands that is just straight up popular or whatever um yeah you'll you'll find that you know the 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 sales on ticket end wise around here will usually be sort of like last minute too um and but yeah you'll still get the big bands that'll come through and then you know they won't have any troubles but it's like just oh cataclysm and hypocrisy we're supposed to be doing uh touring here they are or they have i'm not sure if it's done if it's happened yet or not but it was originally a three date uh brisbane sydney and melbourne and it was probably about two months before the gig was even supposed to happen that they actually pulled the pin on the brisbane one because the ticket sales were so low and they've only ended up just keeping it to Sydney and Melbourne, which was kind of a bummer for me because I, I, I used to listen to Cataclysm back in the day and I used to think, you know, it'd be really cool to see them live for the first time. Mm. And I was considering going and then next thing you know, they're telling people, nah, it's not good enough. You haven't got enough people coming through the doors yet, so we're moving it. Um, it's yeah. always, it's a very dread like a oh, very dreading feeling as well i could imagine for uh, bands and promoters in general too that want to put these shows on and then find out that you know half of the people here just it just seems as if like they're just waiting to see it's just like a wait and yeah. see how it's going and then we'll go it's a gamble yeah it's a gamble yeah. um and that's why a lot of bands that come to New Zealand, they'll do Wellington and Auckland shows and Christchurch will miss out. But right. lucky we do get quite cheap flights from Christchurch to Wellington. If you get an early, you can get a 50 buck flight up there. But still, you know, it's a risk um, for bands to, to tour Christchurch or the South Island. But I try and encourage it. You know, we've got the, the venues here again. So, um, But, you know, with, with the more the local bands too, I, I always recommend that... Um, I think a lot of bands do just rely on Facebook to promote events. 
successful gigs. I think I'm, I'm a great believer in old fashioned promotion. Um, you know, the actual face-to-face promotion, getting out there with your posters, um, going into tattoo shops or um, take even takeaway stores, liquor stores, anywhere that will put your poster up. You know, you, you talk to so many people about your gig and it's surprising how many people will say, oh, really, I've never heard of that band or oh, that on next Friday night. Oh, God, you know, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm going to go. And yeah. it will yeah. come that way. You know, I'm a big believer in that. Um, I actually got a really good book um, when I was in Texas. A guy wrote a book called "It's the uh, the Music Business You're Fucked," <laughs> <laughs> and there was a page in there that said, "If you can talk, if you're sitting at a bus stop and you can talk, you're sitting next to a dude at a bus stop and you can talk him into buying a ticket to your gig that's on Friday night, you just need to do that you know, ten thousand more times and you can fill a stadium." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's <laughs> you, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. Um, I think you, you know look beyond Facebook and Instagram to sell gig tickets, you know. Um, yeah, so that's another thing I'd, I'd kind of push onto bands um, yeah. for promotion. Face, face-to-face <laughs> always works well. Friendly, friendly, good friendly attitudes as well. You don't want to yeah. sort of shove it in their face. Like, But this is obviously yeah. what you're trying to do. You know, yeah, well, I'm a bit old school. You could see it almost like a sales tactic per se, but it's not one of those ones where you're going to look at the person and go, piss off, I don't want to deal with you right now. Like, stop yeah. knocking at my door. This is one where you could yeah. be like, oh, well, you know, never heard of you guys before. That's interesting. I can either take it or yeah. I can leave it. You know, it's not one of those ones where it's being shoved in your face. Yeah, tell everybody about your band, anyone, because you never know who's interested in it. I mean, all people go to metal gigs with women my age and have 40s and, you know, 20-year-olds. It, it's you know, appeals to a lot of people. Um, you know, and I am old school. I've got some old Guns N' Roses posters here that Slash actually hand-drew. They're just copies, of course, but, you know, you'd hand-draw posters and go and stick them up on lampposts, and that's how they had to do it back then because they didn't have the internet, you know, so if they can build bands up you know, without computers back then, you know, you, you can still do it today. It's, um, yeah, not, not everyone is online as well. A lot of people, you know, uh, my age um, aren't on Facebook all the time. So, yeah, just that's one thing to keep in mind for bands, I think. It's a new it's a new age as well, a new way of promoting, a new way of marketing, a, a new way to do a lot of things as well. Mm-hmm. You know, try and, try yeah. and keep up with a lot of it too. It, it can can be you know, mind-numbing, especially to, you know, and it's no dig to anyone as well, but, like, the older generations who aren't as familiar with um, using the internet as much where they prefer to be more hands-on and stuff like that, and with the change coming over, people are still, you know, wanting to adjust to it and still want to be a part of it, but, you know, yeah. trying to keep up with all the, the latest crazes and technology updates and and yeah. can make those sort of transitions a little difficult, which is, you know, yeah. understandable, but it, it's, you can still see it happening though, which is the main yeah. thing to take away from it. Um, the, to, so yeah, going on before, um, I can only remember off the top of my head, maybe one or two tours out of the time that Depths have been a band where they've only managed, where they've come over to, to uh, Australia um, even though you guys are next door, was it because there wasn't as much exposure back then for those guys or is it uh, more of a, a travelling expense issue for that sort of thing uh, 
going um, back a few years, do you think? Probably would have been a bit of both, or they, you know, would have been younger back then. They probably didn't know where to start. Um, you know, some bands get invited over there, um, you know, but some make their own opportunities, like I said before, by networking with another band. They probably just didn't have an opportunity come up, um, you know, or didn't kind of um, know any bands that kind of said, hey, you know, we're, we're a fan of yours, come over here and do some shows, that kind of thing. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I've sent a band over, um, another young band, Decimated King, they went over and did the um, Under the Southern Cross Metal Festival shows. Um, and that was through me, just because I knew the um, guy, Cameron, who's an awesome dude, he, he runs the shows over in Australia, and myself and um, a Wellington promoter, um, and a young guy in Auckland that's in a band too will do the shows in Christchurch. So the Aussie bands will come here and play those shows and the New Zealand, you know, we'll send a couple of New Zealand bands over to, to play on the Aussie shows. So that's like an example of a, um, you know, an opportunity that can come up. But other than that, it's, it's really hard, you know, unless you've got a booking agent doing yeah. it for you, which, which is very hard to get signed to a booking agent agency. I mean, they don't even um, look at bands that haven't sold 300 tickets to a gig on, you know, on their own. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. It really is. But you want to get represented by someone early on, you've got to make sure you've got to push push ticket sales, which oh. sucks because when you're starting, unless you've got that big rep behind you, you're not going to be there at that point. So you've got to put in hard right. cards. And there's no, there's no money in music. I mean, music streamed for, for nothing. The only way a band's going to make money these days is through... Um, well, the majority of the money, obviously they get royalties and, and that kind of thing through streaming, but is selling tickets to live gigs and merchandise. It's so important to keep doing touring that local scene, you know, make sure you've always got gigs on. And every gig you do, there might be three, five, ten new people there, you know, that'll be fans that'll go to the next gig. So you, um, you build your fan base up and, and, you know, until you do that and do the hard yards and get the fans, um but no one's going to look at you really, and unless you're lucky. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, an interesting thing I um, worked on is Zach, uh, when Zach Wilde came over here with Black Label Society, and I, I was actually with him for the day. I was driving him around, and and he said that to me, you know, just because I said, "What advice would you give young bands?" And he said, "It's just touring that circuit. It's you know, just keep on doing those live shows and build up your fan base, sell your t-shirts, you know, and put that money in, and you can." venture out a bit further and do shows further afield and yeah I think that's the way way it is these days you yeah, know and um, so, unless, yeah yeah unless you're getting played every day on the radio um <laughs> most days I it, it the major I would say a good 90 percent this is not based on any sort of facts whatsoever but this is coming from me is that you know there's probably a good 90 percent chance that you know, most of the bands will be doing all the hard yakka, and then there'll be that one, that that ten percent where they'll sneak through, and then they'll just hit, right. they'll hit yeah. the big time, and then you'll be like, oh shit, I want to well, be just like them they, sort they of thing. Have, they might have an uncle that works for um, a big record company or something. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, they've got the foot in the door already. <laughs> they haven't told um, anyone yet. The thing with New Zealand too is, I hate to say it, but New Zealand doesn't seem to support um, New Zealand music. They do, like some of the big bands like 660 or um, 
what do you think we seem to get all this funding on our alien weaponry have done amazingly well the young metal band they're, they're touring all around the world they've done an awesome job um, but um, a band like a radio worthy band like when I work with Pieces of Molly who are a good classic rock band you know they're killer on stage and the music's um, very well produced and the radio here won't play them and we you don't know why it's like come on put, and they, they've played um the um, Burning Mojo Burning Festival coming up, I think, which has been in Australia, and I had them on Dead of Winter Festival last year, which is a big Australian rock and metal festival. Yes. Um, they played there, and then they jumped on um, a couple of tours. One was with Radio Moscow, and now they've just actually released. If you jump on, if anyone's listening to this, that want to check out Pieces of Molly, they've got a Facebook page and everything, and that they're just doing a. Um, thanks to um, your mate Bookings, Anthony at your mate Bookings, you're a le- he's a legend. Um, he brings a lot of Aussie bands, or um, he brought um, like Samsara Blues Experiment here, and he's an, a great guy. And he, you know, another guy that supports local music, and he works with similar bands to Pieces of Molly, so he's got them on a few gigs. And um, yeah, they're doing their first Australia tour that they're headlining which is so good to see, and so they're doing that, and they still won't play them on the rock here. So I don't know what the story is there, but it just proves, shows how hard it is for bands, you know, because um, the Rocky Fems, that's the big radio station here, and they'd only have to play one of their catchy songs, you know, a few times a week, and it would probably make them here, you know. They'd get a whole yeah. new fan base, and, and they'd take off, and it, it's sad they don't. So um, disheartening for the bands as well. So... Um, yeah, good on good on bands like Pieces of Molly for keeping on keeping on and you know doing shows in Aussie and um, yeah, good. Uh, I hope I watch well too. Yeah, exactly. And it, it is if it's what you want to do, you know, regardless if you mm-hmm. get on the radio, you, like a lot of the guys will just want to get up there and play on the stage and you know drink booze yeah. and and have a good time. It, it's very therapeutic yeah. for a lot of them, and 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 more power to them if that's what keeps them going every day. Sure, you know. Then you've got guys that want to make a living out of it, and you know they still yeah. get stuck in the same same stage. Um, as people that are just doing it for fun, sort of thing, and you can understand the frustration and why a, a lot of these, yeah. a lot of these younger bands will, you know, start out so well and then they'll fizzle out, and it's because they've just been at it and they're just thinking, well, we're stuck in this plateau here of not being able to go what's anywhere. The point? And no one's to- yeah, exactly. What's the point? Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks. More promotion. Yeah. Um. Well, not not just from them per se, but just more exposure. Um, yeah. Is, is the idea where people, you know, regardless if they don't get on the radio, as long as people know about them and they get big turnouts to shows, more people yeah. will buy their merch, more people will listen to their stuff and they won't give a shit if they're yeah. on the radio. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you as well, um, Bongzilla, um, they're currently going to be touring in June, I believe it is, here in Australia yeah. and NZ. Is that your first international uh, booking that you've had that well, that that's going to happen. Like that, you have taken part in that you brought over, or Twelve Foot Ninja was my first international oh, booking. Right from a, yeah, yeah, so um, you did. Say and that one, yeah. Bong, Bongzilla is actually um, uh, your mate booking. So I just mentioned before, Anthony Blaney, he runs your mate bookings in Australia. That's his tour. But he's a, I met him. I think it was just online. He hit me up over another um, gig he was doing here. Um, just for some New Zealand promotion, and I'm like, hey, yeah, I'll help out. You know, I don't mind working the door or posting things on my Theatre Music page. Um, 
or setting, even setting up, I think I might have set up some events here for one of his, his tours a wee while back. And so we've just um, built a relationship there. So, yeah, I'm helping him with Bongzilla, just, you know, a bit of online promotion. And um, I'll slap some posters up and, and I'll fly up to Auckland and, and help him work the gig and that. But, yeah. Um, oh, he's an, he's an awesome dude, and he he brings a lot of bands here. He's um yeah we love we love your mate bookings. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, if any of my uh, listeners, if I have that many for it listening right now, <laughs> um, if you want to hit up Angie, your mate bookings or Third Eye Music, and you want to go over to New Zealand and play a couple of shows, I would highly recommend. Uh, hitting her up and giving her a message yeah. and seeing if um, you guys would want to, if you, I mean, it's, it's next door, you know, you want to have your yeah. first sort and, of international tour, you can bring yourselves over NZ and I'm sure Angie would be absolutely accommodating for that because she, like, absolutely. And e- even if it's just to hit me up for some um, recommendations on venues or which cities to play, um, you know, accommodation close to a venue that you, that you want to play or, um, support acts that will bring some heads through the door anything like that I'm happy to even just ask, answer some questions or I can book tours um, yeah so definitely hit me up um, that's what I do that's fantastic <laughs> and, I, and I'm a big supporter of that and, and you know if it you know some some people that are in, in, in Australia that want to go over NZ for the first time and play or even just want to you know actually get on a plane yeah. and feel like you're a part of something special big or you yeah. know, just a first time experience to go hey i went and played over overseas yeah. in another country like with it's my music right. it's a great uh, yeah. i could only imagine it's a great feeling and i could I oh, guess, without know, a doubt it's know. like bands it's like a cv for them you know if you can say say you've played a gig overseas you know it's good looks exactly. good you get new fans and, and and that kind of thing um yeah and i also do um band interviews myself i, I, I do the gun room sessions I set up a room in my house that's kind of old MTV school style um, looking and the interviews are pretty laid back just you know I just ask questions as if I'm a as if I'm a fan you know um, yeah, yeah. and they've taken off I do quite a few and I also do Skype interviews for overseas bands as well so if anyone wants to to do that for a bit of exposure yep they can hit me up as well yeah. I'm just doing the um, sh- the shed sessions over here now where I actually go to, out to the bands um, practice shed and interview them there and then they play a tune too so that's quite a good way of getting their music out there i do want yeah. to actually that was leading into the next part that i wanted to talk about too as well but i'm thinking we might just have a a, a quick break and i was wondering from your end from the music that you sent me uh which which one would you like to hear played now which one would you like the audience to have a listen to before we have a quick break um, they can listen to Frostbite by Empire. I know this is a, a young band I've worked with for a, for a while. Um, I first discovered them at a Battle of the Bands competition. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing well. It's, um, yeah, they have a listen to them. They're great. Excellent. Empire. Excellent. Empire. All right. So we're going to give that what a whirl now. Um, we shall come back shortly and we shall have more of a chat about the gun uh, gun room sessions, I believe. Yes? Wait, enjoy. Excellent. Excellent, thank you. Colder, closer than ever. My hands from bitches so 
that was an absolute banger of a tune, by the way. Um, if I hadn't said beforehand, because I had to listen to earlier. Um, so, how did you get a, how did you get involved with those guys again? Um, I was judging the Battle of the Bands competition that they have over here um, every year, and um, yeah, as soon as I saw them, I thought, "Whoa, so <laughs> this is really good." Um, I think they're quite a different band. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yep. Sorry. Do you want to start again? I thought you'd cut out. Oh no, no, no. That, that that's okay. Um, just just. That sounds gone now. I can't hear that anymore. From your end or from from yeah, my end? Yeah, from my end. From my end. Okay. Uh, like just on the line. The line sounds way clearer all of a sudden. Oh, well, that's perfect then. If it's clear. Yeah, yeah. It's sounding a lot Yep. No, that's perfect. Um, oh, yep. cool. yeah. Just ask me that again then. Sorry. No, that that's not a problem. It's all good. Um, we will start that one from scratch again. If that's all good, Zane. Yep. All yep. right. Cool. Yep. So you're all good now. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Um, so those. What was the name of that band again? Sorry, uh, Angie. Empire. That Empire. was Empire. That was Empire. Jet. That's right. Yeah. So how did you got a, you you heard those guys through a battle of the uh, bands competition? Is that right? I was judging a Battle of the Bands competition that they have here um, every year where local bands um, enter and uh, then I think they'll play, they'll do one in Christchurch, Wellington and Auckland and then they have the final up in Auckland Yeah, and the band wins prizes and yeah, I saw them play the Christchurch show that I was judging and um, yeah, I just thought they were really good. They're a real mix between kind of metal and rock. They've got quite a different sound. Um, Yeah, Diego, the... um, Lead singers, uh, he's actually grew up in, um, was born in Switzerland, grew up in Portugal. Um, okay. Yeah, he's a great musician. He plays keyboard and guitar and vocalist and that. So, and they're a great live band, a really good um, band to watch live. They've got a lot of stage presence and, yeah, I think they'll do quite well. So they've just released that track and they've got a few more coming. So, yeah, it's another pl- band. Any plans on coming over to Australia anytime soon, do you know? Or is oh, that... look, I'm, I'm sure they'd love to. I guess it's just a matter of them uh, finding the right opportunity um, as well, like we were talking about before. But, yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. There, well, this one might help for those guys as well. Because um, you did say earlier that you run a, a you run a, a festival, well, I wouldn't Festival, uh, Shredfest. Um, <laughs> it's the Shredfest, yeah. yeah that's that, like a, a guitar shredding competition. Yep, yep. We have a uh, similar festival over here in Brisbane called Shredfest as well, but uh, it's not just, um, it's not like purely guitar-based. Like they're all a bunch of bands that come on and play it and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we have something similar over, over here as well. Um which would be, oh, I, no, I'm not, th- I'm just throwing an idea, but a, a really cool idea would be some sort of like co-promotion thing would be cool between yeah. Australia or, you know, yeah, Australia and New Zealand with their own kind of shred fest, international, like versus, which would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. That's always a way to drag, uh, bring, bring that bond between uh, bands going to and from, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that would, that would be also quite good to get a band like Empire to play Dead of Winter Festival or something as well. But I'll, I'll help. I'll be keeping my eyes out for opportunities for them anyway. So yeah, I hope they do well. You know, they, they're another band that works hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that something will come their way. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Going back to what we said before the break, uh, the gun room sessions. Um, so you go out to the band's uh, rehearsal spaces or, or one of the members' garages and you interview them and you get them to play a song at the end of it. Is that right? Yeah, well, I started doing the gun room sessions. Um, it's called the gun room. It's just a wee room in my house and I've got all like the 80s posters all over the plastered over the walls. Oh, and okay, yep. So that's where it got the name. It was actually a sunroom, but yeah, it's now the gun room. Um, <laughs> and I started, I just realised nobody was interviewing bands here. Like I remember back in, in the day, you know, when I grew up in the late, you know, when I was a teenager in the late 80s, um, we had MTV interviews. And I remember I loved racing home from school and, you know, watching MTV and seeing my favourite bands or local bands interviewed. And that was just something that they don't do here um, or very often or nothing, you know with local bands anyway, so I just decided to start doing it myself. Um, I think the, the first band I interviewed was actually Alien Weaponry, so that, that was quite lucky because they're a band that went on, they're, they're doing really well. Um, and yeah, each week I'd just do a, a, a local band and, you know, just a short, sweet interview. You can see that on, there's a Facebook page called The Gun Room Sessions, and I'm doing more this year, but I'm calling them the Shed Sessions, and this time I go out to the to the band's practice sheds and I'll interview them like I'll, I'll recap the one bands I've already interviewed in the gun room and, and some new ones and then they play uh, a song and it's filmed as well so that's it's more um, promoting the music as well this time yeah, so a, they, that, get, that, they get a lot of hits um, I think yeah they get in the first week something like 2,000 hits so um, yeah, I don't know if people get very very long but it's it's um, yeah, it's good. And I, I say to the bands, look, even if no one watches the interviews, for you guys to have it in 10 to 15 years to look back on, you'll be cracking up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's but, it. it. It's going to be on the net if, uh, for, for years to yeah. come as well. The exposure is always there. You can go to the link and you can copy it and post it on whatever platform you want to. And then there you go. You've got yeah, clicks to it straight away. Alien Weaponry as well for a first band to get on for your, uh, for the sessions is is amazing too. So right. was, was that just a spur of the moment one that you got? or Yeah, I just knew they were coming down here for a show and just hit their dad um, slash manager up and, yeah, they agreed to it. So, yeah, thanks, Alien Weaponry. You, you guys are awesome. <laughs> um, and my friend, um, Will uh, Stearman, he's in a band up north too and he started, into, cause, you know, because obviously I can only do bands in Christchurch and there's some up in the North Island, so he started the drum room. He's a drummer, and he's got a room in his house where his drums are there. <laughs> so he interviews the Auckland bands. He joined the page, and I think already we've interviewed over 80 bands now, oh, if not more. Um, yeah, and a few overseas ones. I actually um, got to interview Phil Anselmo on Skype when he was about to come here. And um, I've interviewed Matt, Matt Young from King Parrot and... Uh, Christian from um, the, the Leadman from um, Sam Sarah Blues Experiment, and I, I was meant to be doing one with Bongzilla too. I've got to ch- chase him up, but yeah, no, it's quite a good way just to um, yeah promote bands, upcoming gigs, or if they've got an EP coming out or an album, or um, they just want to chat about what they're doing. It's a good, you know, like you said, you can post the link and. Yeah, it's a good way to do a bit of promotion. Yeah, yeah. So do you actually manage any bands or is it just more so the promotion side that you help work on? Um, I have managed a couple of bands, not kind of um, officially, like no contracts or anything. And, and that was interesting. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Um, but now it's more like mentoring on mentor bands if they, if they need help 
with anything or they need advice, I, I just help them out. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yep, I'm kind yep. of I've leaned, leaned more towards doing tours um, and booking bands tours here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. A bit of a jack of all trades. I don't don't really know what to call myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you from from what I've seen and from what I've from what I've read as well, you've you've done a pretty damn good job in giving a lot of these guys uh, pretty good exposure as well. And yeah, like I've checked out a fair few of the videos on the gun room, uh, the, the the sessions videos and stuff on Instagram <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, and oh, yeah, I haven't posted any on there recently. I haven't. I've, I can't log in, <laughs> but they're all on Facebook. <laughs> Forgotten my password, but they're all on the Facebook page anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to have a look at them, um, yeah, yeah. No, that's all it, pretty hearted. It's a fantastic platform to get them out there as well. Um, I did want to actually ask you a little bit about um, the the fall. Uh, I wouldn't say the fallout per se, but just what what exactly happened with Phil's tour that that was supposed to have happened? It was all booked here and ready to go and um, yeah, tickets were selling well and um, uh, unfortunately Christchurch had a um, horrible shooting happened here at a um, mosque Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, quite a few people were killed and um, I don't know, there was a storm started on social media about Phil Anselmo being a racist because he'd pulled a um, sign, some kind of racist sign at a gig uh, a few years back. And even though he'd apologised immensely um, a number of times, uh, the venues decided not to allow him, um, whether it be for safety reasons or whatever it was. But it, it was just a, a storm on Facebook that kind of, I personally think, blew out of proportion. Um, because if it had been like if the gig had been next week, it probably would, still would have gone ahead. But um, I think it was just bad timing. There was a lot of people offended, and unfortunately, it got canned, which was pretty gutting. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it sucked, but I it could, is what it is. I could, yeah, we, I, I I understand uh, from, yeah, from that side of it too. Yeah, and we have to think of the victims. You know, the victims of the of the shootings. I guess um, could have affected them more. It, yeah, so it, it, um, I hope, hopefully King Parrot aren't put off and, and we can get King Parrot back over here for some shows. That would be awesome. I know they've played here before. Um, yeah. So you might be able to twist Matt's arm at some stage, but I know they were, yeah, pretty disappointing. But I am anyway. hopefully I am hopefully down the track actually going to be getting Toddy, the drummer from uh, King Parrot, on here sometime to have a chat as well. So um, oh. that'll I'll make sure to give you a good thumbs up as well and say hey, hey yeah. make sure you go over and you know <laughs> you know Angie, yeah, Angie, Angie I mean, will hook you up. You're all sweet. I think with something like with Phil, I mean I'm sure it, well he is remorseful for for what he did do. Um, I think it was 2016. Um, but I think people lose sight of all the you know, okay, he he did something stupid when he was wasted. He's a rock star. That's what they do. I mean, I'm sure plenty of other <laughs> rock stars have done things they regret. I mean, you look at Guns N' Roses, are they going to ban them coming here because Axl Rose sings racist lyrics in One in a Million? I don't know. Like, how far do you take it? Yeah. Um, that, that issue with it, I think it was just bad. Obviously, it was bad timing, but, um, that, yeah. That definitely, um, I know for a fact, would definitely have played a, a big, mm. a big point and uh, why yeah. it was pulled. I'm, I'm not. And it also was a safety reason. Like if someone had got, you know, you don't want anything happening at a gig. We've got to keep people safe as well. Yeah. Um, you no, know, so yeah, that's just like I said, it is what it is, and out of respect for 
the victims. It was probably yeah. Um, it, it, I, I my, yeah, the, that that's that's probably my same point of view as well. Whereas, it, it, as horrible, it was an incredibly horrible and bullshit thing to happen, uh, especially regardless of where it is. Um, yeah, I think it was. To be honest, though, from every party, probably the right call too. Um, yeah, I just yeah. hope everyone remembers that Phil Anselmo has also done a shit ton of good for the world too. He's, you know, written some awesome music and done awesome shows that um, probably a lot of young angry teens attended. That probably stopped them going on to do violent crimes. Who knows? But um, yeah, people, yeah, I hopefully can be forgiven. It it is it is one of those things where I I yeah. like to I like to tell people as well, um, you know, it, it's 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 fantastic to know that you know musicians, sports stars, whoever they are, they do something stupid, they can come back from yeah. it and they work their way back for it's it. You know, they show they show why they're remorseful. They that they remember yeah. what they did. You know, but you've also it's got to. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Um, you've also got to remember too, as as much as much of an amazing musician, you know, or just musicians in general, because the same thing is currently blowing up about Michael Jackson and all the bullshit that he's done, and and mm-hmm. what's going on with that is that it, 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 as amazing as the music is that they make, you you can't not forget what they've what they've done. Or what has happened, you know? Again, with social media around, um, everyone's got an opinion um, and they voice it, you know? So, and it's a good example um, Mm. for musicians too to be careful what you do in public because it can come back and kick you in the butt (laughs) big time. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. And it shows how powerful music is, it shows how powerful musicians are um, and what what an influence they have on people. Mm. So, yeah, it's a lesson for everyone. But, yeah, I think, like you said, it was the right call. Um, you know, it was a horrible thing that happened here and just out of respect for the victims, it was bad timing. And, you know, we, we wouldn't have wanted anyone, anybody else getting hurt or um, upset or anything. So, yeah, but maybe he'll he'll come back. Who knows? Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, I was actually um, going to ask you about that as well. Like, uh, do, you, do you think uh, after all of that fallout that you'll be able to get him back? Um, I haven't heard um, anything as such. A, yeah, I don't know at this stage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, it like like we said before, it, it's one of those. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, King Parrot can come back. I yeah. know they've got lots of fans here, and um, they would love to see them play here. So, um, yeah, hit me up, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll hound him. I'll hound him again soon. <laughs> I'll get. I'll let him recover from this tour because I know it's been pretty full on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, just staying on the same topic of uh, bands touring and whatnot. Do you have any more? Uh, do you have any sort of? Uh, I wouldn't say inside scoops, but are you currently working on any more bands coming over to New Zealand at the moment, or any sort uh, of future tours that no one's aware of at yeah. the moment? Yeah, I'm sure I am. I'm about to um, announce another show. It's actually with a very well-known Australian band, um, and we'll probably be announcing that um, end of this month, early early May. So yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, obviously, by the sounds of it, you're not allowed to announce it. But is there any sort of hints that people can have a guess? Uh, metal core, metal core. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. 
No, that'll get work. Get the initial one at some yeah, so yeah. <laughs> no, fair call, fair call. Um, so getting getting these, what what's the process of getting international bands to New Zealand, or um, just just getting them just getting them over in general? Yeah, it's just coming to an agreement with the agent. Um, some bands come landed, um, so you pay them a fee. Um, and some bands, you know, they, they want flights booked and, and everything. It just depends, really. And then you just negotiate um, something fair and go from there and pray like hell that their tickets sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they usually, you know, I, I like to do a good um, – uh, with this band I'm I'm bringing over, they won't be here till October, so that's a lot of you know a few good few months there to get to get the word out and get it promoted. But with local gigs, I you know I like no less than eight weeks. I so say the bands you know get a good six to eight weeks promotion, get you know get everything ready and get it released. So you've got all that time to you know yeah yeah get it out. Is it is it yeah. just is it just sort of the, the the metal side more so that you that you focus on in particular? Is there is there much of uh, sort of a, a punk scene or a or a hardcore scene or anything like that over yeah. in New Zealand predominantly, or is it stronger metal yeah, side? I think punk's still pretty popular, um, but yeah, metal seems to be there's a big metal following, big metal culture in New Zealand, especially in Wellington. I know uh, they'll been the runs Valhalla venue. Up in Wellington, he tours a lot of metal bands through, um, and they always get good crowds. Um, yeah, so and yeah, me being a fan of it, I tend to kind of like to tour the more metal, heavy rock bands. But you know, I'm open to um, having a look at any band really. Um, yeah, I get hit up by all sorts, so it's just a matter of depending on what, yeah. what's happening bank account and <laughs> yeah, not that kind of thing. So um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, no, that's. It could, could be Guns N' Roses next year. I'm not. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Not, not writing anything off. So uh, this is off topic, but I've just thought. Of, uh, so far, I've got four bands off the top of my head now uh, from New Zealand that I can think of. So we got Depths, we got Alien Weaponry, we have Saving Grace. Have you heard of them? I sure have. Yep, they were one of my first shows I did actually with Saving Grace. Yeah, no shit. I never really got into them just because they were a whole part. They were part of that whole like edge scene and stuff like that, or, or it was uh, Christian scene or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really got into them, but but their 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 sound though was really cool. I enjoyed yeah. it. I just couldn't follow them because just I'm not really a big religious person. And mixing oh, I, mixing that with lyrics can be quite. You can lose me a little bit. <laughs> um, I actually didn't know they were a Christian band when I did the gig. <laughs> and they just hit me up. I think um, I helped them book a venue and got a support act. I think ten people came. I did a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. And and yeah, the other one that I was thinking of was Antagonist AD. I'm pretty sure they're from New Zealand. I yep, could, they sure are. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, they've been around for a fair while, haven't they? Uh, the, their they thing, have. Their thing was being vegan edge or something like that, wasn't it? It was. I can't remember. Familiar either, with but, them. Um, not too familiar. But yeah, have you heard of Exile? They're another yes. uh, Kiwi band. They've, yeah, they um, toured with um, Diata's Murder. They did oh, the obvious. Well. Yes, yes, that's where I've yeah. se- that's where I've seen their name from before as well. I've seen Thy Artifact a few times as well. And they, they were sleeping at my house before they had to get on the plane 
the next day to go to Aussie. I hope they got some sleep. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you, like you said yeah. earlier, you obviously have like there's no there's no issues for you. Just you know having these guys crash out and do what they need to do, no. sort of thing. It gives them what they I, need. I go and sleep in my garage. I go and sleep in my garage and leave them to it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you you it's sleep in the garage dedicated. and they have the house. That's that's pretty generous yep. of you. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's all, um, you know, keeping it metal. Somebody's got to go. <laughs> I'd, I'd be letting them sleep in the sheds. <laughs> no, it's all good, though. So do you have any more in, like, any more endeavours in the works outside of these bands that you've got coming on with Third Eye and your, 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 uh, your video session, gun room sessions or the sessions? I can't remember. I'm, I'm having a blank now. Sorry, what you were yeah, calling it. Yeah, the gun room sessions. Um, no, I'd like to, like I mentioned earlier, I'd really like to get um, an all-ages venue cranking. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of right. working on that. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, like I started it off, this off to, you know, bring a live music scene back into Christchurch, and and I'd I'd like to extend see that extended so that the younger people can get into it as well. Um, you know, give them something to do on a Friday and Saturday night, and it doesn't have to be metal. You know, we could do a, an all ages rock um, gig, or you know, it could be anything. So, um, yeah, I'm sort of in the process. I've got a venue. That I've sussed out. So yeah, I'd like to see that happen. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's a group over here that are under the name Schema Collective, and um, those guys, I, they were they were my last um, uh, Stoyan and Rashid of Masik and Adriatic. They were my last episode that were on, and they they currently um, have a lot to do with a company called Schema Collective. And they help put on gigs throughout Brisbane and whatnot as well. And their their big goal that they wanted to start doing also was to start bringing a bit more all ages shows and whatnot um, into the into the scene again. Because for a yeah. while there, like in, in Brisbane in particular, from from earlier days and stuff as well, we usually we usually we used to have like a regular at least one or two all ages venues that would have you know when tours would come along and the bands would do their East Coast run or whatnot. There'll usually be an uh, an over 18 gig or an all ages gig the next day sort of thing. Nowadays, yeah. it's usually either one or the other. There's no in between. And I know those guys yeah. wanted, to, wanted to change that too. Um, and yeah. they have, they've been putting together a pretty, pretty decent festival, um, uh, for June or July, I can't remember the uh, the exact date. I think it's pronounced Out Moshyama or Out Out Moshyama Festival or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah, like it, it's not it's not something that happens very regularly anymore. And mm. I, I feel as if that you know, a lot of people find their start in listening to music at a very young age. Um, and especially, yeah. and it, it, some people are different where they can get into the heavy stuff later or sooner. It doesn't matter. Like my first influence yeah. of the heavier stuff came from System of Down when I was like ten years old, and that's what started it for me. You know. Yeah. And ever since once once I got involved more in music, you know, I just wanted to go to shows all the time, and I was fortunate enough um, during that during that period that I was able to go to a lot of all ages shows. But I know if I went now, I would have a much harder time uh, in wanting to go yeah. and see bands that I really wanted to see because the the exposure for the younger generation at the moment is not as high as what it used to be. Um, any any sort of investment in all ages shows, I'm, I'm always behind as well because I think that's just the best way to get these the younger audience back into the into into this heavy stuff and, and, and show them why 
why there's such good camaraderie between one another as well you know you fall down you pick them up there's no yeah. there's no ad like there's no egos and trust me if there's usually if there's egos at these shows those people usually getting kicked the fuck out pretty damn quick you know yeah um, right and 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 it'll happen in any sort of you know in that in that heavier scene like if you do have an ego you're you're not going to have a good time Um, no that's right i I agree yeah and the one that the one they had here was called blast blast beats for young peeps oh that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah but no i agree with you on the whole ego thing yes it does definitely play a big part and stuff but yeah anyone that tries to get behind bringing in more all ages shows i'm i'm always going to be really supportive of because you know i've i've got a little one myself and i can't wait to take him to to some of these shows where i got my start in listening to music you know just getting involved in it you know and to be able to have that um environment to be able to do it is ideal you know i i I was quite fortunate um i hope he i hope my little boy is 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 the same as well where he has the same we've we've got to breed these young metalheads we've got to keep it going (laughs) but yeah i'll keep you posted anyway and let you know how i get on with that yeah yeah absolutely i'd love to hear more about that stuff as well um i think so far, I have covered just about as much as I was hoping for. Um, and if you had, was there anything that you wanted to bring up no, while, while we're on? No, that's all good. No, that's fine. Yeah, no, that no, that's not yeah. a problem at all. Um, maybe do a recap in another six months when I've done what latest thing. I've oh, actually um, the the venue I've got in mind is down at the YMCA, mm-hmm. and I thought of doing like a metal font with the YMCA and have a um, youth metal something association. Ah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I, and I like then the like every every ticket they buy, like five bucks gets put towards the YMCA or something, or some kind of use thing. I'm not too sure yet. It's finding time to do it between between work and everything else. I'll big, get there. <laughs> big time and investment for sure, by the sounds of it. And again, I, I really do appreciate you taking the time as well to um, come on here and have a chat too. I know that from so far this second half as well has been really good for the audio. I don't know why it's decided to pick up now. Um, I don't know, it's just, probably something I love about, about the airport I wonder if it's something to do with that sometimes uh, I don't know. It's possible But that's okay I think I think next time Because I would absolutely love to have you back on here again So we can uh, rehash some of the stuff that's happened Over the over the next six months Or however long yeah, it is Yeah, it's just a good, a good thing To keep that communication on something between New Zealand and Aussie for the bands or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I know I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see some of my friends go over to NZ just, just, just for the yeah. sake of you know, hey, you know, uh, go over there and see get some them shit. Get them to hit me up. <laughs> yeah, no, I've already got a few people in mind that I would love to to to. And I don't get charge bands. I don't charge them. Like often people they'll say like, oh, how much? You know, if you do this for us, how much? And I always say to them like, come and do the tour. Sell your tickets. Once you cost recovered, if there's anything left over and you want to give me a donation, do it. Otherwise, don't kind of worry about it because I know they're not, they don't make money. Yeah. You know, I'm just happy at this stage. Of, you know, yeah. it doesn't cost much to doesn't cost anything to do a few posts and spread the word. You know, it gives me something to do. So. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I'm fully behind that as well. I'll, I will definitely uh, get in touch with a couple of my friends who, who would probably be interested in wanting to come over, that's for sure. Um, yeah, well, and, yeah, we'll see how it goes from there, shall we? Yeah, 
better get to bed so I can get up for work anyway. But, <laughs> 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 yep, but no. anyway, some chatting and look, keep in touch. Yes, absolutely. Um, before we finish up, uh, we have one more song to play. Um, Are you recording that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's all good. We we still are. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done, I haven't done the the finger click yet. You know, um, I'm just, I'm just stirring. <laughs> I'm just stirring. It's okay. Um, yeah. So we have, we have one more, one more song to finish this out. Uh, you sent me the uh, uh, what have we got here? You sent me the band uh, Decimated King. Is that that's the one? Yeah, Decimated King. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Decimated King. Yep. So, did you have a favourite from that list that you'd like to have played? Um, yeah, I'd like to hear excess. Excess? Okay. Yeah. All right. So we are going to finish out this lovely episode with Angie Stewart of Third Eye Music and the Gunroom Sessions uh, with a band called Decimated King, and we are going to play Excess. How did you get a hold of these guys before we go? Um, they actually opened for that, saving, that first Saving Grace gig I did um, ah. years ago. I've known them since that. These guys have been together since high school, and um, yeah, just a young band that I've I've followed for, for quite a while. So okay. yeah, it's good to see you finish that album, and yeah, they're, they're, they're a good a good old school sounding death metal band. Ah, uh, love that. Love I love the raw old school death metal sound like back like yep. the old school eighties nineties early sort of sound. If they've got that down pack, then I'll be a listener for sure. Yeah, Angus Shaw does the vocals, and and um. Yeah, he's he's awesome. So yeah, check it out. Excellent. Oh, again, I appreciate uh, you coming on so much more more than you realise as well. Um, and yeah, for anyone that's listening now, make sure to check out Third Eye Music, uh, the Gun Room Sessions, and go hit up Angie Stewart if you are wanting to go over to New Zealand and play some shows over there. I think that would be a fantastic opportunity for you guys, and she's an absolute sweetheart. So make sure you get in contact with her. We're going to play out the episode, uh, the ending of this episode now with Excess from Decimated King. Thank you again so much for coming on, Angie. I really yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Not a problem. And one final thing before I say as well, recently, this will come out probably in about a week or so anyway, but still I would like to... Um, uh, pay my respects to Rollo from the Blowhards, who had recently just passed away uh, before he was uh, going to go and play up, uh, play one of their shows. A really big influence of the punk scene, and uh, for the last God knows how many years uh, in Brisbane. And um, yeah, it, I'm not really. It, it's hard. It, I didn't personally know him too well. Uh, but all I've heard is nothing but absolute love about the gentleman. So I'd just like to take my time now to pay my respects and to make sure that if anybody is a big fan of those guys, they have been confirmed by Dead of Winter that they will be playing, uh, uh, they will be added to the third announcement on their show, uh, on the Dead of Winter Festival as well. So um, you guys, have, any of you guys familiar with them, make sure to go check them out, listen to them. Um, yeah, thank you again, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time. He has an insatiable appetite. He always kills and eats more, or kills more than he needs to sustain himself. In other words, he's excessive. <laughs> <laughs>
It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.